Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory levels good. Whoa! Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level or on top of the world. Ah. Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Okay, we are live. How are we doing? All right, welcome Anyone who's listening on YouTube or live right now or both to the production studio for episode 239 of MLB Daily, we're glad to have you. We're going to have a question for you to feel free and answer in the comments, and we'll talk about it after the show in just a moment. Just got to make sure everything's squared away for this. And I can't see what I'm doing with where I put my phone. There we go. All right. I'm so happy that we get to talk about this now. I've been waiting all day to text you or anything of that sort. So keeping me fresh. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready? You want to count me back in? Absolutely. Um, all right, LJ, you can start the show in five. What's so funny, man? I'll tell you after. Okay. You can start the show in. Oh, are we good? Pesky report just kills me. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one.
Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFiera. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, I'm doing well. Uh, crazy Monday in the MLB. All these teams making moves uh, to try to avoid this LJ, what I'm assuming is going to be an impending lockout, right? Because we never see free agents sign this early ever in the offseason. We never, we never see free agents sign this early. Watch, yeah, the options are either A, there is some miraculous 11th hour deal that magically happens tomorrow night, or there's going to be 500 11th hour deals to get in before this lockout happens so guys have some form of financial security because who knows how long this will go on we could be doing weekly episodes until july we could be doing weekly episodes until april that's the fun of this year so yeah yeah, this is certainly going to be an interesting couple of days but so far if i'm correct the only major major player in free agency that has not said either nothing or that they're definitely going to get their contract before the year starts or the lockout starts is Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's the only guy who said he was going to wait till after the, he wasn't going to have his deal finished before the first. He's the only guy. What about Trevor's story? Did, 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 I did, not see, did he say that? I did not see him. Oh, I, w- I wasn't sure if he, if he said that he specific. Oh, okay. You're saying if they specifically said that they yeah, wanted. They, they have not. The only person who's explicitly said he's not getting it done by. Yeah, it sounds like Story very well might. Although the only report I'm seeing about Story is that he met with the Rangers, and as we'll get into, that probably will not be a match made in heaven. Oh, no. All right, well, um, should we start with the absolute big spenders of this, what, last few days? Big spenders the last few days. Greatest spenders of the day, Stevie Moneybags over here. Steve Cohen getting the job done. He brings in not one, not two, not three, but four free agents over the last couple of days, including the big one. Let's get into that one first. Brandon Max Scherzer to the New York Mets. I just, I mean, this is. A crazy signing for the Mets. It's what it does now is you have Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer in the same rotation, but then you look at this contract. I mean, it's full no trade clause, uh, $130 million guaranteed, $43.33 million in each year of the deal, the highest average annual value on a contract in MLB history uh just I mean if there's a guy who should get it it would be a starting pitcher like him and now the Mets are setting up to have quite a lethal rotation uh and you know Max Scherzer gets the money that he that he certainly should get Max Scherzer gets the money he should get. We got to talk. This is a this is a great deal. I mean, of course, Max Scherzer gets his money, but you couldn't really ask for a better deal if you're the Mets because I'm sorry, 
this guy just got legitimate both Cy Young and top 10 MVP consideration this year. He's going to be worth 40 million next year. Odds yeah. are he's going to be worth 40 million the year after. And so by going with a three-year deal on an older guy like that, you're setting yourself up very much for success because it's not going to kill you to get this contract through. You're not going to absolutely get burnt in the long run. A lot of people kind of pegged it in every time you go to free agency is it's going to be a five plus year deal, no matter how old the guy is. That's not the case here. Max Scherzer is willing to go and get this high annual value with less years He's going to get paid. He might even get another contract after that. And if you're the Mets, you now have very limited – what's the word I'm looking for here? You have very limited risk by it only being a three-year deal, and you also have the addition of this guy being one of the most value-per-contract guys we've ever seen. I mean, how many guys are worth the money – from the beginning to the end of their contract. That's what Max Scherzer was in Washington. That's that huge contract he signed. He never once disappointed with that. So you really love to see that if you're the Mets, it encourages you to go out and spend on a guy like this. Yeah. That contract that Scherzer got from the Washington nationals might've been the best free agent signing in the, in history. Like the, the way that the, that he played for them, uh, the the other big guy that the Mets go out and get, they signed Starling Marte, one of the best uh, center fielders in the league, certainly the best center fielder on the free agent market, four-year, $78 million deal. Uh, and look, Starling Marte, he was out for about a month between April and May with a rib fracture. But other than that, he was extremely productive uh, throughout the entire season, not only is he uh, a great hitter who hits for both contact and power, but he steals uh, an incredible amount of bases, especially in today's game. Uh, he's very solid on the defensive side, especially in center field, and is just an all-around great player who will fit in fantastically well with, with the Mets here. Yeah, let's go ahead, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump in on all of them here because I just want to talk and hit home about how not only did the Mets go out and spend money, this might have been the wisest spending spree that I've seen from any team, at least in my lifetime, because you have guys on limited contracts. I mean, really, Starling Marte is the only one that's going to be any question. It's only but you've four got... years, though. <laughs> yeah, True. Like... Four years um, and like with, with all these other teams signing crazy deals, it's nothing. Exactly. And the big thing to me is it's not like you're just signing guys because they're good. You Each of these guys that they've brought in serves a specific role. Max Scherzer, we've already talked about how great that contract is. That can't be understated. But let's go through the rest of them. Starling Marte, you're getting a legitimate defensive center fielder with speed that's able to grab 40 some odd bags in this game at age he's over 30 right 32 uh, at 30 age 32 he grabbed 47 bases stole 47 bases at that age that's not normal to begin with 
which is why I certainly think that by year four, you're talking about a dip in numbers. But with that said, it's not going to be that bad. He's still going to be 35, 36 when they're starting to look to get rid of him or replace him. And at the money they're giving him, he's 100% worth it. He serves that role perfectly. Mark Canna, 87th percentile in walk percentage last year. That's freaking awesome for a guy you're getting for about, I believe it's $12 million a year over two years. Yeah, one thing on Mark Canna, since 2019, he's had a higher on-base percentage than Aaron Judge. I mean, extremely underrated player in my mind. And, uh, you know, he's another one who's really productive. Uh, you know, it's a guy who was teammates with Starling Marte on the athletics. So right there, you already have some sort of chemistry between those two new guys, because a lot of times you have to think about how is the chemistry going to work out if we sign a big free agent? You know, there is the Trevor Bowers out there. There is guys like Carlos Correa we're now hearing who, you know, can there, there could be some weird guys out there, but to have that connection, having already been on a team together, like you said, very smart spending by the Mets, uh, with all these moves, even Eddie Escobar, who I love. To round that out, Eduardo Escobar, you're looking at a solid defender, solid bat. Most importantly, so versatile. I mean, he basically split about even time between second and third and played. I want to say he got into 15 games at first this year. That's great for any league, but especially, I mean, National League, it's not going to matter as much anymore, granted, with the impending designated hitter. But still, to have that versatility from a guy you know you're going to want to have in the lineup. That's what I like about some of the modern utility players is that it isn't a matter of, oh, they're a bench player who can fit in anywhere, so they're more valuable for when I need rest days. No, this is a guy who can jump to different from position to position when other guys need rest days. He can jump from position to position depending on if you've got, say, if you have a lefty second baseman that really hits righties well and you want to put him in there, you can throw Escobar over to third for the day get him in there and then move him back over to second for the left-handers. I mean, that's just spitballing very general scenarios, but the value to these guys is really great. And all on, again, four years is the longest deal that the Mets have told out yet. The biggest worry I've always had with Steve Cohen, other than just him talking too much, which seems to happen inevitably to every single fan of the franchise that we're not, we're not even going to talk about the Steven Matz thing, which because yeah, he redeemed, they redeemed themselves. They honestly redeemed themselves for his comments in my eyes. Cause I would come in here flaming about that a couple days ago, but it just makes so much sense. The biggest worry you could have is he comes in, wants to spend a bunch of money, gives a whole bunch of guys, eight, nine, 10 year deals. And a couple of them don't pan out. All of a sudden that disincentivizes some guys certainly from giving out those types of contracts again, from spending money again. And next thing you know, they're not doing anything. They're the same lame duck Mets that they were a couple years ago. So for with this, there's very little risk for the team. There's really only upside because worst case scenario, you're going to be hitting, be hit with poor production for maybe two years at most. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, now that we've certainly gotten, a good chunk out of the Mets. We've got more moves coming here, including 
quite a bit of movement that's surrounded the Blue Jays. A lot of stars rotating in and out of Toronto right now. Why don't we go ahead with probably the – I can't decide which is the biggest one. Let's go ahead and go to the Rangers' move, which is to acquire Marcus Simeon, the MVP candidate, second baseman from the Toronto Blue Jays last year. Certainly had a fantastic year for Toronto. A lot of people thought there's no way that they let him go. But, Brandon, this offer from Texas was just too much to pass up. It absolutely was. And, LJ, I hate to say it, but I – predicted that the Rangers were going to make a big move in the offseason. You did shoot me down. I'm not going to lie about it. Uh, I, 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 I admit it, and I will, I, will, I will take my comments on these after. But Absolutely, no. Um, and, I, and I swear I don't mean to beat you up, but I just had to throw that one in there. Well, you did. I, I already took enough from the Yankees' wild card loss. Anyways, um, look – Marcus Simeon, this guy, what he did in the 2021 season is incredible. He played all 162 games, and he won the Gold Glove. He won the Silver Slugger. He finished third in the MVP behind two guys who are beyond superstar level in Vladdy Jr. and, of course, Shohei Otani. And this guy was the best of the rest. You know, 45 homers, 102 RBIs for those stats, uh, a 133 OPS plus. So he was 33% better than the league average as a hitter. Incredible defense at second base. Real, I mean, this is an inc- just a great signing for the Rangers. Uh, and, and not even not the only flash that the Rangers make, LJ. No, it's not because they also go out and manage to get both starting pitcher from Colorado, John Gray, as well as shortstop from the Los Angeles Dodgers, Corey Seager, will also be going to Texas on another long deal. Brandon, I'm I'm just frustrated by this because I I understand the guy is taking it. You don't pass up that money. But I wish the Rangers hadn't given out these massive, massive contracts because – it's going to be a waste of that talent. We both watched that Texas Rangers team last year. They didn't show me any true signs that they were a couple pieces away from being serious contenders. Granted, they have now added, let's see, Lighter, Simeon, Seeger, Gray. Four, four legit pieces for the next couple of years. That's great. This feels a lot like when they went out and got Corey Kluber, and all of a sudden everybody was fawning over the Lance Lynn, Corey Kluber, uh, Mike Miner rotation. And it was a hot mess. And so now we're going to watch the Texas Rangers struggle for the next couple of years because they don't have enough of a team to back up Seeger and Simeon and Gray. And then all of a sudden, a few years after that, maybe they will have enough of a team to compete. But now all of a sudden they're going to have these albatross contracts like the Marcus Simeon. Look, I'm sorry. I just do not see this contract working out in the final years. Very few of them do. And now, Brandon, you're telling me a guy who he's going to get out of this contract at age 38. He has now played two full seasons in the only two 162-game seasons he's been in the last two. The last two 162 games, he has played every single game. Yes, he's durable. 
he can't be that durable, Brandon. I I just I don't I don't see him being able to last till age 38 playing the way he does and still producing. It doesn't seem like that's likely. And Corey Seager, I love him, but he's probably going to fall off in the exact same way. So now all of a sudden I see losing I see Texas losing this offseason in the short term and the long term. That's why this just seems like an absolute hot mess for them to have made these moves. But good on the guys certainly for getting them getting their money. They got their money. They did their job. I don't blame them because they saw that they could go out and get the best middle infield in the MLB. And they're like, okay, let's we will spend the money and do that. So why not? It's just going to bother me because all of a sudden we're going to see these guys. Marcus Simeon just casually never makes it back to October. Corey Seager never makes it back to October. And we're all, at least some of us are going to forget about him. You want to know who would be looking really good on this Texas Rangers team right now? Joey Gallo. Honestly, though, yeah. That's That's the other thing, too. Honestly, Rugnet Odor. Rugnet Odor. He actually was solid. I'm telling you, he was solid for the Yankees. He he was solid enough. Yes, he'd be he'd be a very good solid strike at strikeout high home run launching to the moon yeah. um, bench bat. But yeah, so if you're the Rangers, did you not think you were going to be going out and trying to spend this type of money in the off season? Yeah, like so what, what happened was, to Joey Gallo? So what was the point? to just dumping Joey Gallo. Maybe that cleared up the money to go get Corey Seager, but I, I don't think that's likely. It just, it makes very little sense, especially seeing, yes, they got some decent prospects, but it wasn't like they were getting top prospects from the Yankees. It's not like they didn't go get Wonder Boy Jason Dominguez, who the Yankees are playing He's, on. I don't know. I'm not so game. high on him anymore. The Yankees are playing the long game for Jason Dominguez to be able to save their franchise and finally win them a championship. You know it. I know it. There's the fact of life. Um, well, but, Rano, yeah, well oh, go ahead. let's talk about, so the other guy that they lose is their Cy Young winner, Robbie Ray. Wobby Ray? Wobby <gasps> Ray, LJ. LJ, tell Way. me, LJ, where did Wobby Way go? Wabi Way went to Seattle. Um, oh gosh, that just did not. I, I can't. The three W's just no. Um, Wabi Way is now a Seattle Mariner. Seattle, look, Seattle was a step away. This is a very big difference between Texas and Seattle. I don't care that they weren't didn't want to spend anything over the last couple of years. They've seen the, them in this new, basically new front office now that they had to. They had their other guy mouth off like that. They saw an opportunity last year. They tried to take it last year, and now they're going to go right for it because why not, you know? And I don't. I really don't think this is the last move. They got a Cy Young winner on a, a solid deal. I mean, certainly, certainly, like, hefty. But if you're going to go big, go big. And I don't see a scenario where they don't walk away with one of the three shortstop. I think all three shortstop – there's probably three teams that are going to go out and get a shortstop left. The Yankees, the Tigers, and the Mariners, in my opinion. 
and that's where the other three guys, those three guys are going to fall. So they'll get one of them. It's just a matter of whether they're going to pay all the way for Correa or they're going to settle for story. Absolutely. Um, well, even though the Toronto Blue Jays did lose uh, the number three player in, MV- in the MVP and the Cy Young, they do sign uh, themselves quite a nice starting pitcher in Kevin Gosman on a five-year, $110 million deal. Uh, look, I mean, the, I ex- I think that that's not a terrible trade, honestly, when you think, well, you know, not trade, but you know what I mean, to lose Robbie Ray and instead get Kevin Gosman. Robbie Ray has only been Cy Young caliber for one year. And then you look at a Kevin Gosman, he's done this over quite a few seasons where he has been like a solid pitcher on your team. At, at minimum solid or at minimum, yeah. Contender, yeah. Robbie Reyes has some pretty bad bad seasons. And look at nothing against him because this guy could just be really good now. Like he was really good this year and he should have got the Cy Young, but we don't we've only seen one season of him doing anything close to this, right? Like also 2017 Robbie Way Robbie Way was really good. But other than that, you look at a Kevin Gosman, he's been very consistent throughout his career, honestly. Uh and he was on the Orioles and they are not allowed to have a good starting pitcher. So that doesn't even except for John Means, they're not allowed to have a good starter. He finally gets out of there. He kind of has a career renaissance. And then you look at what he did this year. Very, very good. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I like that signing. So now they got Barrios, Ryu, Nate Pearson, and uh, Kevin Gosman. That's solid to me. That's, look, that's, that, pretty good. that's a very good, uh, or could be a very good rotation, depending on how the young guys shape out. But I just look at Robbie Ray and I know you go, you get you get your money, but there's got to be a, a chance that you can work your way to a second contract after this one that's going to be decent if you perform well. And so for me, the most likely place that you're going to perform well is Toronto. We talked about this last week. Um, I don't. I think when you're an older guy who has a career renaissance, the best thing for you to do is stay where you know. Stay in a position that you're comfortable in, that you know your role in, and all of a sudden that's going to make things all the easier for you to be able to repeat this performance. If he falls off a cliff next year, I'd have to partially blame that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, And, you know, it seems like that Toronto at this point is still in a situation where – you know, they've invested a lot of money now into the team, uh, and they still haven't signed Vladdy on a long-term extension. And uh, at this point, they're like, well, we need to be able to compete every single year. And losing Marcus Simeon sucks, yeah, but I still think that they have enough talent where they can still compete. It's just they're going to need to uh, get as much – 
value as they can out of these players with big contracts in order to in order to succeed. Yeah, look, I understand what you're saying here. It's it's a tough spot for Toronto to be in because they're always they, the divisions aren't going to change. They're they're not going to change like that. They're not going to magically be poof and gone from the American League East with the Yankees and the Rays and the Red Sox. They're going to have to fight to compete and if they want to win. And so their, their two options are, okay, we either don't try to win and we build up our farm system, which they tried already, and all of a sudden, hey, they've got great prospects. But now, if you try that again, you're giving up on everything that you'd worked so hard for. You've got a couple of real studs here, especially in Flatty. You can't let Vladdy walk because you sacrificed too much winning, too much fan time, fan, too much of the fans' time and energy to give up on him. And you can't, and you've invested too much time and energy into getting Vladdy and getting a player like him that's that good. Not only can you not let him walk because that would be a waste, but to not bring the team to its fullest potential around him would also be a waste. No, yeah, that that's, that absolutely makes sense. And, uh, you know, with Vladdy being a young player and not getting his big extension yet, you have to wonder what kind of number he's going to get. Uh, LJ, the one guy who we know what his contract is, Wander Franco. Wander. He's only 70 games in the MLB, but he signs – what is it? Eleven years, one hundred eighty-five million dollars. Uh, no, it was over two hundred. I think it's the twelfth year is an option, which may, which puts it up over two hundred. I, I want to say. Let me it's see. The, it's eleven one eighty-two. Eleven one eighty-two with a twenty-five million dollar club option. Okay, yeah. So it puts it up over. Yeah. So. Yeah. Look, initial reactions on this. Dude got paid, deserves the payment, but at the same time, is it the right move for you, Wander? He could get so much more, even if he just waited another year. You look at the Tatis money, you can't tell me with the limited sample size that Tatis had and the limited sample size that Wander Franco has, he shouldn't have at least been right there with him. He absolutely should have been right there with him because – Honestly, he's already a better defender and is a slightly a marginally less hitting, but you can see the skills are there. He's going to eventually grow into that. So I don't see a way that if he didn't wait another year, he isn't getting 300 from somebody, but you're probably never getting 300 from Tampa. We should be very thankful that Tampa decided to do this in the first place. If this is, if Tampa is where Wander wants to be, then this is the right move. Yeah. But if you're more worried about the money, then you gotta you, you you shouldn't have taken this, dude. You you could you could have waited another year and either talked them into trading you in a couple of years, or they just trade you right then and there, and you end up with a huge contract somewhere else, or you walk in free agency in six years. Those were the those were very good options for Wander Franco because I don't see him slowing down. The only thing that could possibly ruin him is injury. But again. You got guaranteed money right in front of you. Why would you? Why would you scoff at it? Yeah, exactly. Like 
if you wait another year, like what's the risk that you have another really, or that you have a really bad injury, you know, and then your, your value goes down. You might as well just take the money right now. 11 years is a long time, but really, I mean, he's only 20. So the contract will be up when he's 31 he's going to be able to sign another massive contract, assuming that he doesn't get hurt during his entire career. So LJ, yeah, it's a bargain for now, but at the same time, he's going to be able to get paid, paid. Think about what the market's going to look like for a shortstop in 11 years. Yeah, but you know what? I think the market for a shortstop in six years would have sufficed for me, but to speak truthful, truthfully, I'm just disappointed that he's going to be in the AL East for the yes. next 10 years. I think we can both agree on that because there is there is the level of rooting for Wander Franco and enjoying him playing that we can do now. And then there's a whole nother level when he's out of our division. I can only bring myself to like this guy so much when he's in Tampa Bay Rays uniform. That's why I was kind of hoping he'd be six years now. But if you're the Rays, is this the final phase all of a sudden? Is, is Wander uh, Franco yeah. what they've been waiting on? The superstar that they've been waiting to find and be the centerpiece towards maybe a multiple World Series titles? You have to think they've been building to somewhere. This might be a huge... He already was a huge piece for them, but their willingness to commit outside the norm speaks volumes to how important he is going forward for this team. Oh, also, uh, just a one little a detail about the Wander contract. Here's how much is owed on the books, like the, the one that is official for your salary, for your luxury tax money. 2022, 1.4 million. 2023, 2.4 million. 2024, 2.4 million. 2025, 8.4 million. 2026, 15.4 million. 2027, 22.4. 2028, 25.4. So it just goes up by more and more every single year. So the Rays are still. They're they're still scared to spend money right now, LJ. They're well, still scared to spend money right now. Yeah, but you'd see that in any other contract like this. Why would you spend the? Why would you allocate the money for a right now when you know never know what you're going to be able to do with that contract and that player later on? You might not even have to pay the big bucks. I mean, look at the Arenado contract where they facetiously gave him that huge thing fully knowing that he wasn't going to see the majority of it and they weren't going to have yeah. to pay the majority of it. So I think it's a lot more like that for them. Why, why pay him in pre-arb years when they can just keep it somewhere around where they would have anyway? That makes way more sense. That's way more logical from the team to do. The other thing that you don't think about a lot is – just because he's on an 11-year contract doesn't mean he has to be there 11 years. Brandon, how easily could they move on from him if they were looking for – if they got the right offer or didn't yes, want to pay it? They could move on from him in that 15 or that $25 million a year. He still has a lot of contract under him, 
But at that point, he's going to be so underpaid at that level that any team would jump on it. They wouldn't care that they're paying $25 million for, for him this year, $30, $40 million in years in the later years. All they know is this guy is undervalued. He's going to be well worth the contract that he's got right now. We'll move for him if you can't pay him. So very, he very easily could still be out the door within six years. LJ, two things, and then we can wrap it up. Number one, odds that Wander Franco stays on the race through all 11 years. Through all 11 years? I give it 60%. Okay. I have faith in them because this is too good a prospect to pass up. This is easily probably might be the best prospect that either of us have seen come up. And certainly is the best prospect that the Rays have ever had. So let either he's going to continue to amaze them. He's going to continue to amaze the fan base. And he's going to put himself in a situation, I think, where there's no way they can't keep him around because he is just too valuable to the team, too great a player. And the, the legacy of the team, the ownership, the front office members is all going to go downhill if they let him go and number two uh out of all the signings and everything that have occurred right now obviously the mets and the rangers making the two biggest uh moves or teams to make the biggest moves lj where do the mets sit in terms of the nl east and the rangers of the al west rangers ooh. I think the Rangers are the biggest shaker, of course, because I think they're going to be around the same spot that LA is going to be. Because I just don't have faith in Los Angeles Angels. So, like third. So, like you think the Rangers will finish like they, third or fourth? I would. I would. I would say they will finish a game, maybe two out of second place in the AL West. Okay. Astros are too good. I think the Angels still beat them out, but this is a much improved team. Oakland, they're they're done. I I don't I don't see how you just decide to let everybody go and are still going to be able to come back strong the next year. This is not going to be a good year if you're the A's, or at least until they end up moving to Buffalo or Tennessee or wherever they want to be. Then they'll decide. Then then they'll decide to spend money, um, whatever you want. They call their strategy. As for the Mets, this is going to be an amazing, again, amazing offseason already. I would have to say that there is, like, next to nothing anyone else could do to win the offseason at this point. Although, keep in mind, we also keep forgetting Clayton Kershaw still hasn't signed, right? Yeah. That's just kind of a thing that's kind of been floating around. Everybody forgets, but that will be interesting. But Freddie Freeman hasn't signed. There's no way in my mind that – Anybody with the Mets walks out as the ultimate winner of the offseason at this point. There's just not going to be no, there's not going to be this much value on that good of contracts from anybody else. But that being said, I still don't think they're the Braves. These are the defending World Series champions. They're going to get healthier, so I have to side with them at this point. They're my top pick, but they'll definitely the Mets will definitely be second in the NL East 
definitely talking wild card hunt. Again, we don't know what's we don't know what moves could possibly be made at this point by St. Louis. We've heard a little bit of Stroman, I believe, talked over there. We have no I clue hate Mark in San Diego. He's a loser. He is a Giants. Um, yeah, Padres, Giants, Cardinals are still going to be definitely up there, but I think the Mets are just just as good as them with the, on the on the track that they are going. Well, all right, LJ, do we think that's a good spot to wrap it up? Yes, it is. For those of you who are listening to the podcast current version currently, go ahead and check out our YouTube channel, MLB Daily Pod, or on our Twitter, as well as the Belly Up Sports Facebook page. We go live every Monday night to record these episodes now. They get it. Everybody who gets on here gets a little taste of the production studio. If if we were to have any reason have to edit anything out, cut apart for time or anything, they get the whole thing. They get to watch us clown around and try to figure out all our errors and mistakes. We are not doing anything overly pro- overtly professional for this production studio thing. This is just an extra fun thing for all these people. Thank you for listening. So go ahead over to either of those spots. Monday nights we will be posting what time we're going to be on at some point throughout Monday. So – Look for that if you're looking for a little something for your evening. Absolutely. Uh, Well, until then, we will see you next week, and uh, have a good one. See ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.